what I see. I see you see. Simo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey, Redmond. It's Simo. Actually, who else is it fucking going to be? Anyway, mate, welcome to episode 12. How have you been? Fuck, I thought it was a lotto office ringing me to tell me I don't have to drive that busted-ass VK anymore. But yeah, g'day, Simo. You sound a bit fucking, <laughs> you sound a bit fucking honky, mate. I'm as sick as a... Oh, man, I can't even think about it. I can't even do one of your things, those idioms that you pull out. You're, I'm as, sick... Sick, you're as sick as Dolly Dunn at the scout camp. <laughs> I'm as sick as that. Anyway, yeah, no, look, man, I've got the man flu. And as you know, and most males know, the man flu is just, you know, it's debilitating or debilitating. I can't even speak properly, <laughs> but it is. But anyway, I'll keep going. And, you know, it's funny, though, just quickly, while well, you said I had a bit of a honk going on. One thing I've noticed is that, you know, like when I was a kid and you were a kid or whatever, old men, when they blew their nose, they didn't just blow their nose. It always sounded like a musical horn. Like it was always like, <laughs> like a set of, you know, Mad Max interceptor horns. And I thought, I, I actually had blown my nose for like the 50th time to the point where like all my nose hairs were like pointing straight out, you know, like it was just gross. And I thought to myself, when the fuck did I become a honker? When did I start blowing my nose and making like you know, musical horn notes. When does that happen? It's like when you're a kid and when do you go from just going to the toilet and doing a poo to actually doing a poo that stinks? Like, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Anyway, One minute, 30 seconds in and we've got a shit joke, man. I love no, it. no, it's, no. I'm, I'm really pondering like life changes like this because like I said, I never used to make a honk when I blew my nose and now I'm like, I'm doing what all the old men used to do when I was a kid. I'm like, what? Why does their nose honk when they blow their nose? So at what point does it change? It must just be some time through puberty. I just never noticed. Where that fits in is, I mean, uh, one day you're worried about, you know, matchbox cars and whether you can do a little double jump a brick, you know, on your push bike, whatever. Mm. And, then, and then suddenly you find yourself worried about fibre intake, nose hairs, um, the, the state of, the, you know, terrorism in the world and stuff. And you're like, God, fuck it, I'm an adult. But, I mean, I know that you're, you're feeling a bit sick, but, mate, I've got night shift brain. I've just come off night shift. Something about night shift, the, the common saying amongst us guys that work shift work is only burglars and prostitutes work night shift. <laughs> and I have been robbed by both. You know, I did night shift years ago for a particular job I had, and I guess probably the best part about it, when you were already at work at 3 a.m. on a Monday morning and you'd start, I used to start like do a 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift, right? At 2 or 3 a.m. on a Monday morning, the good part was you didn't get Monday-itis, but you're already at fucking work. It didn't matter. But I guess these days I'll probably get Monday-itis till about Thursday anyway. I don't know. Well, but... You can imagine me at 3 a.m. being a redhead. I can feel the anger in every single freckle. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a light with anger. Like guys, my mates, workmates, like you're a fuckhead. You need to chill out. I'm like, do you want to, I'm like, do you want to back that up? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. But look, mate, episode twelve, we're kicking on with 1978, which is just, oh, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna wonder if we're gonna ever top in the future. I think maybe we should just call it quits after 1978. This is so much awesomeness. It's gonna be really hard, I think, to come down from this. 
Um, so we'll give it a go, of course, we'll give it a go, but some of the stuff I've just been digging up since we started doing this, it's just, yeah, amazing. And I'm talking car stuff too, not just movies and the like, but I guess to, to start off with, what to actually catch up, what have you been up to, mate, since we spoke last? You had anything uh, fun or exciting happening? Well, to be honest, I've, I've been feeling a bit rougher than Hesh and Undies just with this, uh, boom, boom. Whole, <laughs> this whole new work thing or whatever, but did you say episode 12? Yeah, mate, 12. I've lost count. That's the dirty dozen. That's it. We've done the dirty dozen episodes. I mean, it has been 12 episodes of absolute fun for me. This is just a this is a joke and it's a laugh. I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> That's cool. It's funny when you were saying before, you know, you've got to become an adult and face up with all the serious shit of the world. I think that's why we do this and, and why, like, you know, like the Instagram side and the feedback side and some of the stuff people are sending us now, mate, I think people are in the same boat as us. You just want to sort of, sometimes you just want to put real life aside and just, just think of the fun stuff, like just replace the drama and, you know, getting sucked into the whirlpool of life with just some fun and how it should be. So that's been really cool. And I've got a few, I've got a few comments and stuff that I want to actually, um, like make that people have sent us. I want to read out to you a little bit later, but oh, one thing you're in my thoughts recently. Don't worry, I didn't have an erection. Did it? <laughs> you I said, did. Um, but we actually went to Beach Fest at Caloundra a couple of weeks ago. We went up there, the Beach Fest Festival. It's it's um, a cool car festival they have up there. And mate, what a great weekend! Like we normally go to say Coolies or what? Yep. I guess what took over, you know, having gone to Winter Sun at Coolangatta for years, and then when that sort of morphed into Coolies, and there's now Winter Sun 2.0. But we thought I would give uh, Beach Fest a try this year at Calandra, mate. I was thinking of you there on the Friday night. The cruise, like the Friday night cruising, was just awesome. We were down on like the main Esplanade, and the good thing is there, like people are happy to drive blown stuff. Like they, you know. If you're not being a dick, the police are pretty much hands off. And you know, as much as there's a lot of police bashing that goes on, you got to give them kudos. Like they turned their a blind eye to a lot of stuff, and people had a great weekend. And and I guess kind of repaid that in kind by you know not sort of mucking up. There wasn't really any dramas or anything like that. But mate, on the Friday night. There was a CL Valiant sedan cruising around like a turquoise colour. I thought of you straight away. It fully just reminded me of the old um, Summonats and Street Machine Nationals cardboard fantasy parade. Like these guys, they'd done like injection hanging out the bonnet using VB cans. Oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Mate, I just couldn't get a photo of it. And I thought for sure I'd see it at the show and shine on the Saturday, hoping it was still going to be, you know, sporting the green injection. But um, I, it didn't. It was actually taken off. But, man, I was so gutted I didn't get a photo. So if anyone actually owns that car or saw that car on the Friday night cruise in Calandra Beach Fest and, and if it's got a photo with the VB injection, can you please send it to us? And uh, I want to make sure I can pass it on to Redmond. But there were some great cars there. It was a great event. I think they had about seven. 100 cars all up like it took ages to sort of get through the show itself but um you know it's one of those things where probably the experience that you just don't normally get to experience was lying in your bed at like five o'clock in the morning being woken up by a methanol injected like uh chevelle big block chevelle that was actually going down early to park in the esplanade man this thing rattling down between all of like the hotel high-rises it it probably didn't wake up just Calandra. It was probably stretched halfway to Brisbane too. But, mate, the sound of this thing, just the big, the big aggressive. If you actually remember on the Instagram page of Thongs, I posted a video of that Chevelle 
Did you see that? The, the it Chanel went crazy, cruise? man. Everybody loved it. I loved it. I'm, I'm just, I hear you moaning. Oh, why didn't he come straight? Oh, like, no. You you're, just... you're like, you're like on Easter day. I'm like, why is my Easter egg melted? It was so, your <laughs> no. voice. I was like, I love the blown car. But it's so funny when you, I could just feel how disappointed you Oh, look, only car because. Guys, the car guys. You're like, why didn't you come down? Oh, only because I really, I could have got the best video of it. It would have basically come straight past the door pretty much. So I really wanted to get a great video of that car. It just the idle on this thing was amazing, and more so the point. Just reverberating off all the buildings and just seeing it on the street was just something pretty cool. So, no, look, it was a great event, and um, I'd say we'll be heading back next year for sure. So, it's great, um, great way to do stuff like that. I mean, talking about cardboard fantasy, it's something that I've always enjoyed from the summer nights. And uh, I was talking to or uh, corresponding with Tel Redbeard from Street Machine. Oh, yeah. A little yep. while ago, and I said to him, look, I really used to enjoy the, the uh, cardboard fantasy back in the 80s and the 90s when the interest rates were really high, blah, 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 whatever. But um, there wasn't you, you know, there wasn't that many blown cars. And, and Telford Bank goes, mate, you want to see it in – this was 2007. You want to see it in 2017. It's like it's come to life. Oh, okay. Well, everything is blown. Everything's injected. He goes, the cardboard fantasy has come to life. And I thought, fuck, he's right, mate. When you have a look at the tough street stuff that goes on at Summer Nats mm. – well, it's never been better. Like people like to piss and moan. Monaro's are expensive. Tarans are expensive. But on the other hand, things have never been better for our streetcar guys. The LS motor, the Barra motor, the um, yeah, fair enough. A classic. Oh, sorry, that's a carton. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Some yep. of the older cars are expensive, but also on the other side, we've never had it. Sorry, is that rattling? Is that my posters are rattling on the wall? Are you picking it up in your mic? Mate, don't panic. My lungs are rattling worse, so just yep, keep no, just keep on trucking. Yeah, yeah, some of the um. You know, with uh, 2,000 horsepower burnout cars and um, everything's blown. We've got 2,000 horsepower on the dyno. We've got, for us streetcar guys, it, I, I see it in one way because I'm, I'm, I'm the ultimate optimist, man. The glass is fucking half full for me. But I think streetcars have never been better. And something that proves that, and we'll talk about later, is that fucking XY ute in the current July street machine. Yeah, mate. I'm hearing you. I was actually going to say to you that TC Cortina, the red one as well. You know, it sort of harks back to something we spoke about a couple of episodes ago, but there's a serious, there's a lot to chat about when it comes to Bible studies in this episode. But before we kick on to that, mate, do you mind if I just read out a couple of comments? Yeah. Our, <laughs> mate, people really got on board our UC Tyranitar like discussion <laughs> from episode 11. Discussions, and, <laughs> in quotes, air quotes. <laughs> uh, I tell you. Uh, Yes. Well, my good mate, Bobby Dazzler, Darren Jackson, he sent me some photos basically soon after. And he's one of the guys, he's probably the instigator. Like if I, if I think back 25 years ago, I think Darren was the instigator of this whole, you know, do you see what I see? I see a UC because you can't fucking miss it. The tail lights. He sent me photos of UC Toronto tail lights fitted to a trailer, which was awesome. But I'm just going to read you. Hey, so, so, sorry to interrupt. Do you see what I see? I see you see. Let's hold that for our song that we're going to write right now. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it won't sound like any other song that's ever been written by a really popular Australian band. Positive. Sorry to butt in this one. No, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Hang on a minute. It just sounded like you were singing computer games. So I'll just, I'll just keep on trucking. <laughs> I don't know what happened then. It sounded like you were possessed by Satan. Space. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to keep talking and hopefully in the meantime, 
the really poor network connection with suffering will uh, repair itself. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, okay. No, no, that's not your fault. Freaking technology. Hey, I just want to read the first comment with some Glenn Grant. Okay. This is regarding UC Trinitarlites. G'day, Glenn. I always thought those tar lights were leftover bits from that game, Simon, where the coloured lights lit up and you had to remember the sequence. Also, who puts the indicators on the inside? I couldn't agree more with that, Glenn, especially the whole thing with the indicators on the inside. I can remember mate years ago had an XY sedan and he put the indicators to the top and not the bottom and that was just unacceptable, you know? So I agree. If I've had a UC Tirana and it still had those tar lights in it, you know, if I was like being held against my will somewhere and forced to do it to save mankind or something, I'd at least try and negotiate to be able to turn the tar lights around so the indicators were to the outside. Uh, and secondly, a good mate, Denny Dave. G'day, Dave. I know you've had a bit of dealings with Denny Dave. He's a good guy. Yep. <laughs> this is his comment <laughs> regarding UC Toronto Toilets. And I quote, they were fucking hideous. It was like they'd chopped off the green from a set of traffic lights and then put them on the car. So that sums it up really well, Dave. <laughs> That's what spot I thought. On. It is spot on. It is. It is. Mate, now, talking about Bible studies... I have a bit of a problem. I went to see the doctor and he advised to give me a cream, but that was actually for something else. No, seriously, a um, bit of a problem. As you're aware, I had the massive computer crash of 2018 occur a little while ago. And I know I'm going to cop a bit of shit for this and I know I should know better, etc., etc. But there was a couple of things on my computer I hadn't backed up, um, including the Bible studies theme tune. You know, I know you love it. and I know you're a fan, the hallelujah um, theme we have. Now, for episode 10, you may have noticed that the theme was a little bit flatter than it normally is. That was because I had to actually record it from my iPhone directly into the microphone using episode 8. So my apologies for that and for it sounding a bit fluffy. The biggest problem I have is I actually haven't had the time to go back and re-record that theme. So for this episode, I'm going to ask you a massive favour. Is there any chance that you might be able to help me sing the intro to Bible studies, the Alleluia? It's like my whole life has led up to this point. Okay, the second part of this favour is, is there any chance you might be able to do the high notes? Just like obviously, I can, you know, I've got the full like bass canon, talk to me sex voice, erotic thing going <laughs> on. It just might be easier for me to do the deep, the, the deep notes. Would that work for you? That works for me. I can do the high notes, no problem at all. Okay, so on the count of three, you ready? Let's go. One, two, three. Alleluia. You're not singing, are you? We do it at the same time, back manga. We do it at the same time. Okay, you count us into three. Okay, one, two, three. Alleluia. Hallelujah. 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 Hang on. <laughs> Mate, that's so bad. It we is. Got to you ready? You, you got, what you do is count us in, but say three, two, one. So you get the timing on it. So that's okay. three, two, one. That's the timing. Three, two, one. That's the timing. So count this on three. The sync just, just, to confirm, you go, go. just to confirm with you, three, two, one, that's the timing. Is that right? Whatever you think is the right. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's a three. Two. Two. Or you can do it in four. Or no, 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 no. Three's good. Okay. Three, three. Three, 
two, one. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hey, Redmond. Mate, Bible studies. Are you ready? July 2018, Street Machine Magazine. Of course I'm ready. Can I just have that little disclaimer that I like? Uh, because people don't necessarily join us from episode one, two, or three, they should. They can should. I, can I just give a bit of a disclaimer or a bit of a yarn about what Street Machine Magazine is? Yeah, mate, go for it. To me personally, Street Machine, I have no uh, contractual advertising or no actual contact with Street Machine, all other than just I'm a massive fan. I think if you guys are a fan of a certain hard copy magazine, you need to get out there and support the magazine. I've said that before, either with a subscription. I'm not selling anything to anybody. I can give a fuck what you do. But either with a subscription, send them a yarn, send them a photo, get involved with it. And just um, our favourite legacy magazines, Street Machine, Australian Dirt Bike Magazine, even fucking Women's Weekly. A few of these Australian magazines are something that we should support. So that's my little disclaimer. That's what Street Machine is Australia's only legacy streetcar magazine. It's been around the whole time, so just get out there and support it. This is not an ad. This is not a drill, either. <laughs> no, this is not a drill. This is a grinder. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, right, July 2018, Bible Studies, Redmond. Now, look, I'm going to ask, normally I say to you, right, can you tell me your rig of the month? Can I actually tell you my rig of the month first? I just The main reason I want to do this... I just want to at least say which one it is, then you can do yours, just so you don't think I'm copying you, in case. Because we, just so everyone knows, like, we don't, like, we, we text all the time, but we don't talk on the phone a lot, because obviously we're both busy and, you know, nights, days, and whatever. So we don't actually talk about what our favourites are. That's half the excitement for me, is, like, learning what Redmond thinks of the magazine without actually him telling me before. Like, I hear it fresh just like you guys. But in this instance, I'd really just want to tell you my rig of the month first so you don't think I'm copying you. Is that no, that, you? That, that, that is good. That was the actual, almost the point of this podcast is you and I could talk streetcars to somebody who will listen for... No, that's fine. This is That's the whole very uh, structure and function of this podcast, wasn't it? So we can talk cars. So, mate, give me your... I mean... Oh, sure. I'm excited. Let me know your rig of the month. Okay. Let's do it. My rig of the month, page 98, Simon Murren's VK Commodore Highway Patrol car, the Victorian Highway Patrol car, the yellow thing. Okay, that's interesting. Right there, yep. So was that yours? No. Your... no oh, good, no, good, good. No, that's awesome. No. That's awesome. Now, I just know you're a mega VK fan, so I didn't think I, you know, I didn't want you to think I was like, you know, trying to impress you or anything like that. Now... This car, the thing I love about Simon's VK Commodore, for starters, I just, oh, it would have been so much fun researching and collecting all the stuff that make this car just so awesome. All it's all the little details. It's the, it's the police paraphernalia. He's connect, he's collected the tools, the signs, the lights, all this sort of stuff. Like if I saw that car coming down the street. Mate, I'd rather shit myself until I realise it's not 985 anymore and I'm not getting busted for anything, but that car, would just it's, it's really cool. I just love it. I love theme builds, as you know, and I love one of the best parts about doing a theme build is actually collecting all the bits and pieces that make that theme build what it is, and he's just nailed it. And plus the, fa the fact I love it's got LS power, it'd probably go really good. I mean, it's got like 330 horsepower at the wheels, so it's still got plenty of go. That'd just be so much fun to scream around in. 
So, yeah, that's kind of what impressed me the most is, you know, it just looks like it would have been a hell of a great thing, a lot of fun to, to build that car. Now, as you know, too, I built a VG Valiant sort of as a um, Buford T. Justice type police car, black and white American car quite a few years ago. And that was the same with that. Like it had a shotgun in the in the interior. I made like fake you know, ticket books for it. I had, you know, <laughs> gunshot shells on the dash. It had bullet holes in the paneling and all this sort of stuff. But the coolest thing was that car. I actually got a siren from US uh, eBay, a proper one. This big, woo, you know, like a big siren, like a proper yeah. old school American siren. And we drove around in this thing and just just siren people all the time and it was funny even um one of the nostalgia drag meets they do like a lunchtime cruise between racing they just let people cruise their cars up and down the strip anyway as we drove along just sort of like a, a couple of friends sort of sitting in the grandstand so i blasted the siren on the cruise at the drags and the guy in front of me fully pulled over and let us drive past a bit of a laugh and going oh man about paranoia, but anyway, so I really enjoy that. I really like Simon's VK. I know it probably seems like an unusual choice, but there's something about the car. I just think it just looks like a lot of fun. It just looks like he would have had a ball with that car and probably does cruising around it too. Well, on that note, last episode we asked a few of our uh, listeners, both of them, to uh, send us in a few of their choices out of this magazine. And Brett Abraham at Car 35, the EH Bash car, he sent in that. Oh, did he? Interesting comment he made is, yeah, interesting comment he wrote is, the actual uh, feature in Street Machine is great. The way that they've taken, uh, where you said gather all the paraphernalia, et cetera, et cetera. His comment was very similar. He's going, look, it's such a great photo shoot, such a great article. The way the car's great. Let's get mm. it's got that big intake. But he, he's saying that it's really well uh, produced article as well, where it goes into all that stuff. And on that side, we've done the same with my V8 Hilux when Bull and Robert uh, put my uh, V8 308 into my Hilux. I bought a Chinese siren with a megaphone. Mate, yeah. we have so much fun with that car. We follow my, Brett, my cousin Brett. He's got that XY. We had that XY Silver Fox clone. And he knew it was me behind him, and he knew we had the siren. Yeah. Even when I hit, hit it, he said the same thing. He goes, naturally, just your whole life being a streetcar guy, you hear that siren, you shit your kit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. You, you shit your kit. But I had so much fun with that two-way, uh, like a, a megaphone and stuff in that hole. I actually yell at people and stuff. It's uh. That's all part of it. Yeah, yeah, Brett, uh, I've got part of the uh, Bible studies this, this uh, week. We asked people to send in our their choices. So I, uh, apart from mine, I'm also going to read out uh, Brett Abraham at Car 35's uh, choice as well. He, he had some great commentary. Did you see his comment he put on our Instagram about RPM V uh, LH? I did, when, in the red, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how yeah, good was no. his comment on that? I thought, fuck, he's going to get my job soon. <laughs> well, look, two things about Brett. He's obviously got great taste in, in cars that he chooses for Brick of the Month. And um, also, yeah, he, he sort of knows his stuff, and he's a great contributor to um, Thong Slappers as well. So, g'day, Brett. Hope you're listening after we just gave you a good plug. But um, Look, Carly Dale wrote that story, and obviously Carly's a top chick. She's been riding with Street Machine for years, and she does some great work, and she's got, actually got cars. like She's full-on hands-on. I reckon Carly would have had a great time writing that story. I'll have to actually ask her. I think if that's not one of the highlight features for her, then I don't know what it'd be. But it'd just be so much to latch on to and talking about the details and stuff. So, yeah, what, what did you put down for Rig of the Month, mate, then? My Rig of the Month was definitely, uh, let me find his name, Scott Reeves XYU. Oh, the silver Man, one, yep. Fuck, that thing is tough as a servo pie. 
I, you know how I'm obsessed. I don't have, the, <laughs> I, I don't have that middle ground. I have that that ranger obsession. I can't. I don't have any grey area. Like, I fucking love something, or I just can't. I'll just it, it goes out the bottom. That thing was so fucking tough, man. Uh, seriously, if an alien landed from Mars and went, okay, Redmond and Simon, what's the streetcar thing about? I would stand mute and point to that X Y and go that. That is what streetcars about. I'm a don't don't tell anybody, but I'm a massive fan of XY Falcons. You can't tell anybody that because you know I do that whole Redmond uh, anti Falcon XY. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Don't yeah. tell them, but actually, seriously, I love XY Falcons, man. And that thing is just retarded. It's got a thousand and fifty cc carburetor, four hundred and fifty cubic inch man of war engine, a gas plate like one hundred fifty to two hundred. Is it two hundred shot nos on it? Oh, I'm not sure. I think honest. it's about. Yeah, I probably read it, but would have forgotten straight like, away. Yeah. Every time I go through the mag, I'm kind of flicking through it, then I just go back to that thing and just go, fuck, man, that thing is so tough. I, and the, the uh, I think I sent something to Telfo, just annoying the fuck out of him, and he just writes back, yeah, have a look at the tray, have a close look at how good the tray is. When I look Because mm. I love Utes. Some of my favourite cars are Utes, you know, because I'm I'm, I'm from that, you know, I like Utes or whatever. But um, my rig of the month was definitely that thing. It's... Uh, I think it was Chris Christo's son. What's his name? Ryle or Ryan or Reece. something? Reese. Reese. Maybe. Reece. Yeah, he had that. He had that Men of War Windsor in his thing that was in uh, Street Machine a while ago. So that whole Men of War World Block sort of thing. Dookie, my mate, he's he's building uh, an engine for his car, and we're kind. Of, he's kind of looking at Cleveland's and stuff, and then he has a look at that Summit.com again. Not an ad. Mm-hmm. SummitRacing.com. Yeah. Same thing, man. You can't beat you can't beat a Windsor A eh, for price in Australia. If, if you want to build an XY or whatever, fair enough. You know, a Phase Three, you got to have the the Clevo. But then Windsor engines are so cheap and so good. Oh, I'm a massive Windsor fan, which will sort of come up in the Reader's Rockets thing we'll be talking about a little bit later. But uh, it's funny with that. I imagine then Scott's Ute made your poster child for this month. It's up on the. It def, you know what? I had to take down that uh, EH. It was with honestly with almost <laughs> a year. Yeah, it's something that that Saint Lucy said. Of course, I never could uh, articulate it as well. But she goes, an EH is the car that every kid draws, even if he doesn't know anything about cars. It's a square car, and I had to take down the EH. And I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> you know, I've got a suggestion. I, th- this might seem a bit crazy. Have you ever thought about just? you know, leaving the EH, like moving it to somewhere on onto the wall, like in a different spot. So you can actually keep that poster up. Like just put it in a permanent spot somewhere. I can't because I'm too obsessive. I, oh, not OCD, I'm a slob. But I'm too, the the car and the poster that I want to look at doesn't have any room for anything else. I've got to put that XY up and I've got to concentrate on that. I can't, there's no grey area, you know what I mean? That's oh. my... Okay. It's got to go up, and it's the one, and I put it above the Brocky thing, and I'm like, how? Would, and I thought Brocky would love it, man. He's a fuck. Who else built factory? You know, muscle. Yeah. Coal. I just thought you might. Muscle. I thought you might have like an honor roll somewhere we could just like put stuff where you go. You know what? This deserves a permanent spot. I thought you might have maybe a section across the other side of the garage or something for that. Well, you know what's on the other side of the wall? I'm looking at it right now. It's Disturbia, an AC 634. Ah, uh, 634. You know what AC 634 is? I can't remember, no. Alicat. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. John Strawns, Holden. God, yeah, I am so sick. I've got, Sorry. That's I've got bad. That next to the Van, the Van Wheel poster and Alicat. What, um, what do you reckon would be your uh, reader's ride in the current street machine? Well, vibe? as you mentioned Windsor's, and this is a big part of it, I actually chose... 
Greg Rowley. Oh, is it Rowley or Rowley? I'm going to go Rowley. Greg Rowley's XT Fairmont, the silver one. Because so I love Windsor's. Yeah. It's got a 427 Windsor. It's got auto drags. He's owned it for 20 years. Enough said. Love it. I'm happy. Would love that car. What about yourself? What's the 427 Windsor? What is that a factory big block or is it a stroke a no, small block? No, it'd be a stroke a small block, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. That is a mean How that's what I'm saying. We've never been in better hands if we can get a four twenty seven stroke a small block. That's right. That's it. And just dress yeah, it up but... like a okay, an XT, you'd probably just dress it up like a three oh two or something if you wanted to, but no, fuck that. Just leave that to the restorer side of things. I reckon, yeah. yeah, just loud and proud. But that car, I love XTs to start with. I love Fairmonts, love Auto Drags, and I love Windsor's. So it just was a lay down misere for me for this month, that car. How good is Reader's Rides, man? It's one of my favourite section in the magazine, apart from every other section. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the main thing? Um, my Reader's Ride is uh, Matt, Matt Wigo, M-A-T-W-I-G-O-W. He's V-H-S-L-E. Uh, Commodore, did you see it in there, the white thing? with the Yes, I thought they might be up in Rally. Yeah, yeah. yes. It's got the HDD kit on it and stuff, and it's like, that's that's my guy right there. That's my boy right there. That's a really nice-looking car, that thing. I could see myself smashing the piss out of that thing, smoking them 20-inch Simmons. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got Simmons. It's got that kit on it, which is obviously part of my domestic bliss. It's, I think that um, your grandkids will have a flame job DeLorean before I'll finish my VK with the Group C kit, but... <laughs> No, no, no. No, sir. You have to have it done for the 2019 Van Nationals at Charters Towers, remember? You pledged that last episode. It's not like me to lie or make something up. I'll definitely have it done. Um, Got any tough shots? I mean, (laughs) the problem with this this magazine is that the current July one is it's a strong one. It's a very strong mag. I could probably find a tough photo from every page. It's funny you say that. Yeah. It's shoot, yep. Oh, I don't like you that much. Now, look, it is. Um, it is. I was going to start that again. Just when you said shoot, it was like <laughs> a cream of jeans. Oh, you're so dirty. <laughs> oh, I can't help it. Okay. Okay. Now I know exactly what you mean as far as action Jacksons go. Like this issue, I probably filled up half an A4 page with the shots that would be like my action shot. I'd go, oh yeah, this is my action shot. This is my action Jackson. Then I'd get two pages on. I'd go, oh, there's my action Jackson as well. And like by the end of it, I've got like 20. But no, look, I've narrowed them down to five. I think a top five is where we have to draw the line. Okay? Yep. First of all, probably number one, and I actually, normally I'd say this in no preferred order, but this time this is number one because it's the best. Page eight. Kevin O'Neill's FE sedan, the Chev-powered FE. It looks like someone has booted the thing so hard up the arse with that launch. It's a great launch. Either that or it's like driven over a fucking patch of bindies. The thing is just jumping off the ground like Bruce Lee. I love it. That that photo is just an amazing photo. And total kudos to whoever the snapper was for that. I just love FEs and I love that car, but that shot is number one, no question. Um, <clears throat> page 69, this is part of the, I thought of you when I read the title, Redhead Riot, it's, it's a story about you, that's going to be, that should be the name of your autobiography, by the way. Um, it, it's, it's called, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> page 69, Agro 64, the EH, he yeah. is rippling that back tyre like nothing else, it's like a crinkle cut chip, right? 
from that launch and across the road or across the page there that HK Prem also launching hard so there's a bit of a theme going on I love photos with cars launching hard of course and especially when it's quite an aggressive thing like that HK looks really tough I guess this probably isn't so much an action Jackson but I reckon it has the potential to be I love that yellow LJ Tyrone of Wayne Roberts with a triple uh, carb 202 six Yes, yeah. yeah, really clean, tidy car. Looks like a great thing. And the fact he's got a single rail behind it, and I love the comment there. About the back seat. Yeah, 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 you know, I did, how is the shift has been yeah. modified to avoid it ending up in the back seat on the one-two shift. That was a, a classic too. Um, and lastly for me, for Action Jackson, page 113, there's a like a, a forerunner thing to the Red Center Nats, and there's a three-window yep. Ford Coupe grass-hacking on page 113. The thing I love about that, it looks like a really clean car that's just copping a pizzling, which is always really impressive. But how is the offset on the back wheels on that thing? There is so much dish. If that thing had like steelies with hubcaps, you'd need like a slide hammer to get the hubcaps off. There's just so much dish in those wheels. I just love it. And it's the simple things like that, which make a car just, you know, just blow it out of the water for me. So That's a bit funny. What about yourself? Yeah, okay, cut. Well, a couple of comments on your uh, your top five there. That's fucking hilarious saying that that car looks like it's over a patch of bindies. Oh, well, you know anyway, what I mean? Just the launch, it just looks like it's just jumping because any of how Aussie, high and twisted it is. Any Aussie who's ever spent a summer, you know, running around swimming in the pools and stuff over bindies, that is dead, right? Lift the front. Ah, that's fucking terrible. That's a fairly funny comment, that uh, over the bindies. But when you say that 34 Coupe's getting a pizzle, and that uh, reminds me of Coity's Challenger. Oh yeah, you know, yeah the uh, green one. Yeah, yeah. He he won. I think he won the like the show on shine or something at the last show. He's in, and then he put in the the grass driving event. He reckons people are like, oh really? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of it. That's right. That's he, like, if it, anything yeah, happens, he, he'll just fix it. Simple as that. Well, he, he said he's gonna polish it all night. He's gonna make the thing look as clean as he can. And Beautiful. the car as well. Yep. <laughs> Wax the dolphin, <laughs> and then um, he goes. But I'm also gonna beat the fuck out of it. That's what I built it for. So that reminds. So my Action Jackson, it's funny that uh, Brett Abraham also picked that page eight photo as well. Uh, is it the FE getting the shit beat out of it? Yes, yep. That might be the smutty Action Jackson of the year. Uh, that was an excellent photo. So I've, I've kind yeah. of picked that as well. But just to, just to go over the top of that, I'll take mine to uh, Matt Loy's LX Drag Car Tirana with a triple five cubic inch big block Chev. Oh, yeah. Yes. I forgot to write. Uh, page 70. Yeah, it's got the yep. little field, little field blower. It's lifting the front wheels like it's trying to avoid a patch of bindies. Uh, the <laughs> blower flaps, the blower flaps are wide open, like the intake on the blowers and the uh, full grip on the slicks. That's a great shot. That if you if you have a look, mm. that is a real. So that's kind of my action Jackson action. It's hard to say that action Jackson as well. Just say and, make it the action Darren Jackson. After my good mate Darren Jackson, who was always up to mischief, remind me to tell you the story of the time that he had a big night. We're out in the Terps. He had a big night and decided to eat some potato gems and got a bit sick from too much alcohol, and he vomited a potato gem out his nose. That was Holy Action Jackson. Shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. That's fucking Yeah, fucking, fucking hilarious. When you've had a bit too much. Um, <laughs> reader's ride. My reader's ride is David X's. Uh, no, that's Brett's. Sorry, mate. Just give me a sec to flip back a page. You got a night shift brain on, man. That's okay. What's my reader's right? You've already, yeah, it, was your, it was the I'm white wrist. Commodore with the Simmons, mate. You've I've already, already done me. it. We've already been through it. Yeah, Fuck okay. Me, this about time I've been getting out of bed lately. Hey, um, got a special mention slash yes. mentions 
for me or for us? Well, do you want to do it first? Well, uh, yes, okay. My special mention. Hmm. Have you seen that LS1 Datsun 1200 coupe? Yeah, in people like us. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. And the guy's saying that he ran the standard rear end in the thing. Obviously, they just smacked them tires. <laughs> so there's no weight on that rear axle. That's piss funny. He's got a welded dip. My good friend, uh, good Gus Rorick, or Gary Glitter, as we call him, we put four dips in his standard Datsun 1200 in four weeks once. So I know the feeling about putting dips in 1200, but I think it's really great how that guy, that's a nice car, that thing. It's a little 1200 coupe with the LS1 in. I'm a fan. Yeah, no, look, definitely. It's a cool thing. It looks like it just gets out and gives it a, a hiding too, and that's really what it should be about as well. well <clears throat> so. Also on page 110 is the red blown VH uh, Commodore at the Red Center, and that's just cruising the street, people all around. Yep, you know, I thought there might be one for you, for yeah. sure. People aren't exploding or catching on fire or whatever, you know. Oh, here's a blown car on the street, and suddenly there's not, you know, people exploding like, you know, you, the authorities would have us believe. <laughs> That's right. And look, I'd love to get to Red Center Nats one year. I think it'd be a great a great event to be part of. So um, I'll have to put that on my to-do list one day. That's for sure. The tough, uh, you got a tough shot? Um, I pretty much incorporate all my tough shots in the Action Jackson. However, yeah. I've got a couple of special mentions here. Um, page 39, Sean Braybrook's HK Monaro, the engine bay. It's pretty cool in that thing. I love like the way the you know the engine's painted red and it's got the the cool air cleaner and stuff. I think that's tidy. And I also love the wood grain effect in the interior on the wheel, like sort of how he's carried on with that normal Monaro theme there with the wood grain. Um, <clears throat> moving on from that, page forty-five. The HQ Statesman of the Spateri Brothers, the blue one. I had the pleasure of doing a, a, a feature story on this a little while ago for Street Machine Magazine. I loved that car as a kid, and I still love it now. It's just, it's, it's a great thing. And that whole, basically, that whole section that Street Machine did at that show with a lot of past Smotty win, winners and, and feature cars was great. John Ziegler's Ute, that whole new that was in Mad Max at Sasha Deluxe Customs is just recently redone in black. Um, yep. Black with the red, love that thing. And, of course, Danny Papa's XC, which has the Perspex bonnet. That thing's tough as too. So all those cars. look, And, of course, um, hashtag Moot, uh, made of original thong slappers, Shannon with his green Mark One Escort, which runs a blowing thong slapper 253. That thing's tough as as well. It's fucking unbelievable. The, um, with the street machine, I look at their Instagram, you're saying that show they went to, how good were them headers that they put out the front of magazine covers? Did they even yeah. make some up? Did you see yeah. that? They, some, of the, some of the cars that work, man, I would love one or two of them. That would be so awesome to get. They're like six-foot street machine cover magazine, uh, yeah. covers from the magazine. That would be cool. That would be cool. And I guess lastly, special mention, page 66, Quinton. <laughs> Quinton. Not, not that guy used to be on the Mike Willisie show. Clinton Wheeler's EK van. And how the center console's made from a Harley tank, the shifter console. I thought that was pretty cool. I need to go back that? and read that. No, I didn't. I'll, I'll just write that down. Page sucksy sucks, but it's over Sucks-y. in Z. Two fat ladies, bro. No, that's 88. Right. Hey, next time you're talking to Kiwi Dave, just yeah. tell him you were listening to the New Zealand national anthem earlier that day. And when he says, oh, really? And just say, I'll play it for you. And make sure you play Dave Dobbin's Slice of Heaven. If you didn't, then get ready to run. Okay. What I tell him is, I'm like, you know, I love about Kiwis, Dave. You do anything for your country except fucking lin it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They won't live there. No, we love Kiwis. If you have yeah. a look at um, page 54, 
Mm. I'm not going to say what it is, but that's a tough shot. It's a mystery photo. Anybody's got the magazine in front of them, turn to page 54, and that's Redmond's mystery tough shot. But on page 26 is one of my favourite cars ever. And I don't give a fuck what category I mention it in. It's, he's a friend of Thong Slappers. He's a great guy. It's uh, Chubby's Commodore. Definitely. It's in yep. Uh, is it's, that, uh, sorry, is that, you said, is that page 52 you mean? 26, I thought. Let me have a look at the magazine. You just said 54. 54. 54 is my red mystery car. Oh, the EH Ute. Yeah, okay. Yes. So that's it's not a Oh, mystery. sorry. I just blew the mystery, didn't I? It's hard sorry, to be mate. a fucking international man of mystery when you keep fucking me around like that. Page <laughs> 26, it's, uh, yeah, Chubby's Commodore because it's like an FJ. It'll always get a mention. If I see it in the magazine, it'll always get a mention. Great car, really good guy. It's funny about that. What did you think? Oh. Can I, sorry, just while you talk about that, I just, this is why I love and hate Facebook all in one go. Like, anyone who knows anything about that car will know that, I mean, look at the photo. In the background, it says, Low Fabrications, okay? If yep. something, if someone called Damien Lowe has a sign behind his car that says Low Fabrications, there's a pretty good chance that Damien is actually the guy who runs Low Fabrications and it's most likely able to fabricate things. I'm just taking a massive wild guess here, but I'm sure you'd agree. Let me just make one comment. Christian says, more money than sense. Now, Christian, I'd love for you to message us and tell us what the fuck are you talking about? His comment makes about as much sense to me as an automatic WRX, right? Like, seriously. <laughs> Wouldn't you think that maybe it's not always about the money and what people spend, it's about the skills they have to fabricate and do stuff? So that just makes no sense. That's an insult to Damien, and we'll always stand in your corner, Damien, because we love your work here at TTS. Yeah, give, dickheads. Give yourself a punch in the face, Christian. You're a fuckhead, and there's no avoiding it. That's basically it. So anyway. 2018, this is Bible study, so uh, the cover shot, what did you reckon? I've got some interesting stuff uh, around that cover shot, but give me your, your take on it, mate. You know, this is a crazy part. You ask me this every episode we do Bible studies, so I always forget to study it. Um, okay, cover shot. Um, I okay, like okay. it, I like it, but you've probably measured the positioning of the car. Hang on, do I have to fold the cover like a mad magazine? Do I do yeah, that and, I... and fuck this issue like I did the last one? I look, I give the fucking things away. The last issue I, I took to work or whatever, like I so said, we've got no phone. So funny thing is I put the thing on the crib hut table so we could have a yarn about it. Someone fucking pinched it. I'm like, you fucking, <laughs> fucking arsehole. They pinched it. I'm like, oh, great. So now we've got to sit around and talk about fucking land cruises. But the cover shot, I've got to say, it's a bit of Redmond bait. I think that the guys at Street Machine have gone, let's fuck him up. You know, that. Oh, no. well, you know the story behind John Lennon's uh, I Am The Warrus song? I actually don't know. Okay, Please I Am explain. The I'm the worst people because John Lennon, the greatest lyric writer that's ever set foot on the fucking planet. End of story. He he wrote I am the worst because he was sick of people um, profiling his song and saying, oh, he must be saying this because of his drug addiction. He must be saying this because of the state of rock and roll in fucking uh, London or whatever. So he wrote I am the worst and he goes, profile that, you motherfuckers. Have you heard? It's crazy. It just means that no, makes no sense at all. Okay. I've never so heard it. Yeah. Yeah, so have a listen to it. He's like, I'm the warrior, you are the eggplant. Or, you know, just so I think um, the reason the Street Machine put this in is it's a bit of Redmond bait. So, what it is, if you have a look, did you see that they've only got one headlight in the photo of the Monaro? Yes, yep. So, clearly, that means it's a one eyed. So, it's a one eyed Holden fan. So, that's a bit of symbolism. And if you have a look, if you have a look at the engine, it's got red heads. So, it's a one eyed redhead Holden fan. Ah. 
Okay, you are a night shift, aren't you? You really do have night shift brain. Have a look, the dash and the interior is red as well, so they're making the cuffs and the collars match. Okay, right. Do the curtains match the carpet? That's the big question. If if you've got red hair in, let's talk about red pubic hair. Okay, (laughs) I think. No, but that's... um, I think, definitely think they're trying to say, look, we're a one, one-eyed Holden fan. And, and obviously, there's a big shout-out to the thong slappers on the front. See, both cars have got the headlights on. Yes, yep. So, I mean, one thing at the thong slappers, what's our logo? It's, it's, it's headlights on. It's, it's, it's boobs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, high beams. Yeah, but, headlights. Yeah, yeah. So one-eyed Holden fan with boobs on, headlights on. So, I mean, it's a big shout-out, obviously, to TDS on the front. That's my take on it as well. Okay. Maybe, no, maybe, yeah. maybe I just need to sleep. <laughs> Maybe I'm reading the magazine wrong. <clears throat> now, I guess moving on from that, the last thing I wanted to mention, hey, did you like the way it got out of giving you an impression of the cover? Because I really didn't know what to say. I like it. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a tidy car and it's a cool shot. It looks like it's going kind of quick. I love red interior, so that's a bonus too. But um, it, it, it is a bit funny how the car's not in a, honestly, how the car's not in the centre. There's only one headlight. And it looks like his old man's got the shits as well. He's like, don't fucking drive like this, you fuckhead. <laughs> Funny. We were talking about Beach Fest before. Can I just say something? Just noticing the guy with the sunnies on and, you know, that look on his face. You know, like how I mentioned at Beast Fest, there was no trouble. Like, there was no dramas. There was no issues with police or people running a mark. It was a really well behaved bunch. You know why that is? No. Because the car scene nowadays is a bunch of guys our age and older just walking around talking on their mobile phones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with Sunny's yep. on. No, next time you go to a show, it was just everywhere we were to the point where we sort of commenting to each other saying, all I've seen today is guys walking around and talking on mobile phones. No wonder there's no trouble because everyone's too busy talking on their phones. Yeah, it's the same with the V8 supercars. Last time I went to Townsville, they got, what are the Telstra hotspots or something, so you can watch the race. I'm like, you're at the fucking race, you cockhead. they got got signs up to tell you where the hotspot is so you can watch your race like you're at the fucking race (laughs) yeah that god it just loses that i don't know just the atmosphere maybe doing that doesn't must well fucking stay at home but anyway how Um, good's the the name of that cortina uh the the article's called supreme court obviously a play on um Mm. something you and i spoke about before definitely uh is then is you like the way they name the burnout cars? You know, like uh, on fire, unleashed, or what's some of the burnout car names with the number plates? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that can obviously. I like the way that guys write the articles, and I like. I think the writers for the magazines can take a little bow at that because years ago, before we had uh, personalised plates, and the guys would name the article. You know, like uh, mm. uh, what was Rex Webb's FJ Corbin as a street machine. Oh Jesus! Um, something obsession, unique, uh, magnificent, obsession. yeah, magnificent, magnificent obsession or something. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I and, called it that for ages, and you're, when you wrote that article and you named it Vanage. Oh, Vanage truck. That was um with Jade, Van Rat, and um Foxy Lady. That's right. Yeah. Fuck! I pissed myself at that name. I think I texted you that day saying, "Man, that is spot on." And you go, "Yeah." To name an article is also part of the art of writing and photographing the article. And mm. I agree. And so, the Supreme Court plays into that. Oh, look, most definitely. And that's kind of, uh, you know, perfect example. The Terminator HQ. Yeah. Like, that name came about from the name of the story. 
Like, that wasn't the name of the car. That was just the name given to the car for the story, and from then on, it became the car's tag, really. Identity, yeah. Mm, on, on that article, I've always I've wanted to talk about this for the last few podcasts, or for the last 11 podcasts, mm. is Rex Webster's FJ. It's yeah. what really got it's really what got me interested in the writing of cars, the, the chronicling of cars and the, the journalism of cars. When I read that article, I loved the car. No mistake, I was a school kid, I loved it. But when the writer described how Rex Webster sold his house, he sold his fucking caravan, mate. He slept in the back of the car to build the thing. That's what originally got me interested in, in the writing of cars. I'm like, wow, that's an excellent article about how, okay, the car's one thing. It's got the 186, it's got this, that, and the other. But that got me interesting in the writing. I always enjoy the writing of cars as well. That's also part of it for me. Oh, look, definitely the dedication. And can I just digress just quickly? Speaking of you with writing, it's obviously paid off. Mate, that TTS um, to the 60 short story number four, fucking and punching. If anyone out there hasn't listened to that yet, have a listen and just, just take in what it is. Now, Redmond wrote that story. Okay, it's a couple of bits that he says that, you know, he, he sort of used as part of, I guess, the artistic process, which he t- talks about in the preamble. But man, I've got to take my hat off to you. That is some fantastic work and you've got serious skills there that people need to know about and appreciate. That's for sure. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks, yeah. But, um, no, I'm dead serious, I man. It was, I wasn't expecting what? that. I, I'd never heard it. So, you know, the first time I heard it was when I was setting it up for the podcast, and I was in, super impressed. It was fantastic. Uh, so you should just enjoy the kudos, mate. Yeah, well, when I say uh, by the power vested in fiction, fiction is something that I love, mate. It's uh, when you're... I don't know if this thing to do with thong slappers, but when you're a kid and it's like Peter Pan, it's uh, the the Forty Nights, the Flying Carpet, it's it's Tolkien, it's anything that's to do with fiction. You know, I love it, and mm. you know, I mean, sorry, it's nothing to do with TDS, but yeah, thanks, mate. I, thanks, I'm fucking blushing. It might be the cognac I had for breakfast. I don't know, but yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't know what to say here. Thank you. Hey, no, no, my pleasure. You deserve it. Hey, um, just lastly, uh, for my stuff to do with the July issue of Street Machine magazine, I wanted to just mention another one of Carly's stories. It was actually the Iron Maiden on Cara Pearson with her F.E. sedan. I love, this was her great-grandfather's car that she did up as a school project. And a couple of things about that, she kept the flash on the front guards, like the flash kit. It was like yeah. a flash kit her great-grandfather made up using Chrysler Royal parts. And um, I also love the Silent Seal alloy tapper cover. I just think that car's super cool. So anything that sort of harks back to family as well, massive respect from, from me and I guess many others with that. I really enjoyed that story and good honour. It's great when, you know, chicks get into cars and, you know, just do it for the reasons they want to do it. And what a cool school project that would be too. My school project was fucking detention. Hey, have we got time for me to be shooting? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck detention. Um, can I just quickly, I don't know whether it fits in here. I've actually got Brett's uh, at Car 35, a, a quick rundown of his, his bits and pieces. Can I just run through that? If it doesn't work, we can just wash it at editing. Yeah, I will. That's fine. But can I just quickly mention something before you do that? Yep, of course. Can I just quickly tell you the story just with school detention, right? <laughs> We weren't allowed to wear earrings, like, to school if you're a guy. Like, I just went to a normal, like, Gap State High School, just yep. in the Gap in Brisbane, right? And so what had happened would be, you know, like, I think I got my ear pierced when I was about grade 9 or grade 10, like 14 or something. And I just wanted to wear a sleeper. That's all. You know, I had a mullet, a sleeper. That's just what you did. 
Anyway, I accidentally forgot that I had the earring in. I've turned up to my shop class, which was the first class on a particular like Monday morning or something coming back from the weekend. So I used to take my earring out in the morning and then at three o'clock leaving school, I put it back in, right? Yep. Even to this day, I've had it for like, you know, 30 years. If I leave it out for more than a couple of days, the hole in my ear for the earring was to like close over. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I fucking forgot all about it. And I, I rocked into my, you know, woodwork class. And my teacher, Mr. Smith, he was actually a good guy. I'll give him this. He was stern, but he was fair. He's walked up behind me and he's grabbed my earring in my ear. Because he was the sort of guy, he'd take you up to the principal's office by ear, right? This is old school, of course. This is like the, you know, mid to late 80s. And he'd twist your ear and he'd be, if you were like mucking up, and he grabbed my earring and twisted it and my earlobe and took me up to the office for frigging wearing an earring. <laughs> the reason I mentioned this, Christ, you go past the high school now and kids have got like nose rings and shit all cutlery hanging out of their face. I think here I was getting sent to the sent to the principal. For, I got a week's detention for that, for wearing an earring in. <laughs> That's so good. Now it's like, you know, you're, you're interfering with someone's, you know, cultural appropriation. I, oh. Glitter, Gary Glitter, my, my good friend Gary Glitter, we went through school together. He's Gus Rorick on Instagram, whatever. He got an earring, but they fucked it up and it wasn't pushed all the way through. So same thing, I went to push it through for him in geography and Peter Witt, teacher, fuckhead. Mm. As I'm pushing the earring through, he cracked me with the meter ruler. You know, a meter oh, ruler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. So I just shoved it through Glitter's ear. He's balling or whatever, and I'm fucking, I got cracked with the meter ruler. But uh, I'll post a photo of this. But what I done when I was, I was 15, obviously, at Portland Central School, earrings were pretty much the go. So I went and got a fucking tattoo. I've still got it. Obviously, I've still got it to this day. But I was, I was going to say, I'd imagine you would. I was 15 or whatever, and I thought, Fuck this! I'll, I'll um, fuck it. I went to Bathurst Tattoo Place. I can't remember what it's called. And the guy goes, "Are was you AD?" Bathurst Tattoo. I think, I think so. But mate, can you hurry up and fucking do my tattoo? My trucks, put on my trucks, double parked. <laughs> <laughs> what is your tattoo? It's the size of my thumb. My arms are a lot smaller back then. It's a skull with a piston coming out of it. It's the, nice. it's the size of my thumb these days. But yeah, it's a. That's that's the everybody's growing mullets. Everyone's going going back to mullets these days. They think they're cool, whatever. I think you should go on mohawk. Fuck the mullet. Go the mohawk. Go. Mm, it's, it yeah. says more. Definitely, and I, I think the thing too is like just with the whole like the the school tattoo or the old school tattoo, you should have got a um, dragon to go with your shirt. I'm obsessed with that whole dragon shirt idea. I just want to get one myself. Next time you go to Singapore, can you get me one too? I just want to see if it transforms me into a more fun person. I think it'd be awesome. I'll get you one, but I will issue it to St. Lucy, and she can only give it to you on certain behavioural... You know, if you meet certain behavioural criteria... She can issue it to you. Um, um, I think, I'm uh, fucked then, aren't I? Next episode, we're going to get St. Lucy on. We've had a few people come back and say, hey, where's St. Lucy? Let's get her back on. So we all want to get her yeah. to give us a bit of a rundown on the EH. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, sure. Her and I are actually talking about maybe a bit of a chocolate intervention for you, but you'll oh, see that. Listen. Winston rings me up. Winston, our accountant at TTS, rings up and goes, Redmond, what the fuck is a Toblerone bar? And I'm like, what? And he goes, a I said, use it in a sentence. He goes, well, fucking Simon's put two Toblerone bars, $29 on his credit card, on his TTS credit card. And I was hungry. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, oh, that was at the Street Machine Drag Challenge. You you can't run a car without a Toblerone bar these days. And he's like, oh, 
Oh, okay, no, no worries. It was, yeah, thanks. I appreciate you covering my back there. It was actually for scrutineering. I needed a couple of wheel chocks for safety, and those Toblerone bars are perfect because of the triangular shape. And then we just I, ate them afterwards. I have never seen anybody eat as much chocolate as you, man. It's like, like I don't know how to describe it to our listeners, but it's it's something that we've got to have a bit of a yarn about. Look, people say to me, how come I'm not like 200 kilos? And how come is it that you're like, you know, 80 kilos? I don't really know. I just, I guess I'm just lucky. I don't know. Really not too sure on that one. But yeah, look, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just it's like my last vice, that and Red Bull. It's Red Bull that's getting me through this today, mate. <laughs> Red yeah. Bull, that's what, when uh, my nephew Bull and I worked together, we had a ute, and that's what they called it, the Red Bull ute, because it was Red and Bull. Oh, hey, fair enough. That makes lots of sense. But see, if, if I hadn't had that, I was just like this big mess of mucus on the floor before. So at least it's giving me winks so I can actually do this. So it's awesome. What do you call a boogie that comes out of your nose at 200 miles an hour? Lamborghini. Damn it! <laughs> That's 982 all over again. Love it. Right, mate. I know we were supposed to talk about Convoy in episode 12. Yep. My apologies to anyone who actually made the effort to watch it, although you probably none of you did because you've already seen it a million times. But closing off in episode 12, I promise that in episode 13, we're going to talk Convoy and, and wrap up the last little bits of 1978. So are you all happy and excited for episode 13, mate? You ready to roll? You know, I've got a film that's close to my heart. You're going to do Convoy. We're going to do Convoy together, but we've also got another film. Yes. The geography, uh, sorry, the geometry is very important to me. So I'll, I'll be definitely doing that. Um, can I just quickly shoot in here? Uh, Brett Abraham at Car 35 is a guy that does a lot for charity with his bash car. Individually, he was the greatest, uh, the biggest fundraiser in the bash, and I think in 2016, he individually raised 25 grand. So what, what I wanted to do for him, I had having a yarn to him, and mate, there's a drought problem at his yeah. place. Right. Dry, dry spell problem. Mm-hmm. So I told him on the thong clappers, what I would do is if there's any ladies that live in Hunter Valley or Newcastle area who would like a date with Brett, he would pick them up in his 1964 EH race car yeah. and a bash car and take them out for a date. We've got this break, this dry spell at bash car 35. I definitely told him I would mention this for him. So um, Brett raises a lot of money for kids that need a hand and he's, uh, he's a great guy. So I, I promised him that I, oh, I didn't promise him. This is probably sneaking up on him, but um, let's see if we can do something for old Bretto. Yeah, look, listen, What is there like an age range we should be factoring in here? Like, yes, uh, 19 to Breathing. Oh, okay, right. No worries. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, no, for sure. Hopefully someone can come back to us and hey, look, help, to help us honest, hook up a, a, a mate, yeah. To be quite honest, Brett uh, was, it went to the Summer Nats, I think, from 99 to 2005. He's a massive supporter of Street Machine Mag. He's a good guy. He does do that stuff for charity. And him and I always have this, uh, as soon as the magazine comes out, it's like you and I, we have this, this chat and he, he really loves the magazine. Mm. So, um, Was there anything else you wanted to talk about that Brett mentioned from this issue as far as a, um, yes. yeah, go for it. He, how's this for his this description of his readers, right? It's Dave X's Cortina. And he reckons oh, yeah. that this, this is a quote, Brett, the stance, the paint, the fact that it's not tubbed and not blown really floats my boat. I thought that was good commentary. Mm, definitely, yeah. You know, and, um, he picked the same action Jackson as you and I with the FE. Uh, yes. A spe- special mention was definitely of the VK cop car, and he wrote, it was really great, the article with the detail, the photograph uh, bits and pieces. Being a fan of Street Machine, he, he picked that out above anything else. 
and yeah, that that's just his uh, his bits and pieces on it. So, uh, oh, one other thing that I like from the magazine is a special mention. Sorry, this is all dyslexic and night shift and all fucked up, but um, welcome to Thong Slappers. My special mention is: Have you seen the FEHR front end in the ad? It's an ad for United Speed Shop. It's early in the magazine, mate. Have a look how this is not an ad. Have a fucking look how good that front end is that you can buy. Just dot yeah. com, got it, pay you the credit card. The thing looks supercar Formula One spec, mate. It's so good. I just, I, I really want to mention that. And Ron, also another special mention, Ron Barclay's HQ Utes in it. Oh, of the course. Yes, yeah, definitely. From the um, Melbourne feature down there. Yeah, with all the other cool page, stuff. Page 15. My last special mention is uh, on page triple one, there's an Aqua FX prawn trawler. Have a look at that photo. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sorry that I, uh, it's all over the place, but you can blame Night Shift for this, you know. Doesn't matter, mate. Just roll with it. Hey, also too, by next next episode, we'll be announcing our, our 2018 Thong Slappers Gen Y of the Year award. Who that person is? I'm so, excited. I'm excited for that. We've had yeah. some great great feedback, some mm. great entries, and look, anybody that put in an entry, you're a, you're a winner. That's right. You're a winner in our books. We love you, don't we? In our books, yeah. That, that's almost an insult compared to some of the other stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. How do you reckon that went, Simon? What do you reckon about that? Mate, I was really impressed with it too, with the whole, the whole, and we've actually got a new competition too that we'll be announcing in the next couple of episodes, which will be kind of open to, I guess, a broader range. But I guess the thing that impressed me the most was we're in safe hands with some of the Gen Ys out there. The car scene's in safe hands as in the old school scene. The, the most, I guess, appealing thing to me is that there's not really a purist amongst them. They're all into yeah. hotting up stuff, you know. It's not like the people who we know who used to be hot car guys who are now restorers. Like, what the fuck is all the go with that shit, you know? So, anyway, it was great. Something that I'd like you to expand on when we have time when you say about that is, you told me once, we might have even done on the podcast, that you think Hot Rods went through a bit of a uh, reformation as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? You're saying that Hot Rods went being just... yeah. When we get a little bit of time, I just put a little. I'll put a little side note in here for me, but also for our listeners. I really would like you to expand on the. Oh, hot most rod definitely. Thing. Yeah. 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 You know, how it went from from what it is to you know from from you know uh, happy days building you know tea buckets. How it went through to the really good show cars, but then it kind of had a bit of a swing back incorporating even rat rods. So put that pencil that down. I really want you to expand on that if you can. When we yeah, sure, yeah, I can yeah. do that. That's no problems Encyclop- at all. We'll call it Encyclopedia Disturbia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mate, our thanks, Lucy and Deb, always, always there, just putting up with our, our crazy shit. And it's sort of nice to have them being part of this whole process as well. Um, and yeah, so that'll be great, mate. I look forward to episode 13. We'll crack on and wrap up 1978. It's going to be a bit of a tear in my eye when we finish up with 1978. We're going to have to back this up with something pretty good from the 80s to try and, you know, keep me afloat here. Just on the thanks, Simon, Queen Deborah, you want to see her when I'm trying to do some of this, either Instagram or podcast editing or any fucking thing with electricity. Dead set, I, there's nobody else on the planet that has as much patience with me or is I'm married to her, I guess. But I want to throw the fucking laptop in the pool. I want to ram its YouTube into its Facebook. And she can just sit down and go, oh, mate, here you go. And, yeah, so I was just thinking. Yeah. Also, thanks to Winston, man. I don't uh, – Winston and uh, Kermit Kingswood, he's our roving reporter sort of thing. Them two guys get out and do a lot for thong slappers. So, um, 
Yeah, big time. Kermit, he's a great guy. And uh, I tell you what, Winston, with State of Origin on at the moment, I'm going to send you a photo of something Winston gave you and I. He's making it out as if he's trying to be nice to us, but at the end of the day, he's just trying to drive a massive wedge between us and start a fight. State versus state, mate versus mate. Okay, so my I'll fucking, send you a photo of that. My stomach drops and I wheel in the garage and I see his triumph there, man. I'm like, fuck, what am I in? And, you know, that's how I must make everybody else feel when someone turns up and goes, fuck me, Redmond's here. What the fuck? <laughs> now, it's, it's kind of payback. It's interesting that you said employing or having something to do with somebody who is older and wiser than you. It's dead, right? At, at work, I've ran into that. I've ran into a guy, you know, saying profiling the crew. He's a baby boomer, and mate, I'm fucked if I can get one over him. I can go and fuck with Gen Y until the cows come home. It's fun. But when I run yeah. into a baby boomer, I'm like, you know what? If I push this too far, I just get a punch in the face. Yeah, exactly. That's it, old school. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, good shit. Hey, listen, we'll wrap this up, and we'll chat soon in episode 13. Thanks for downloading, folks. And by the way, if you do remember to, can you please give us a five-star rating on iTunes? The more ratings we get, the better, and helps us create a better podcast for you. So, that'd be fantastic. Cheers. I'll chat to you soon. Yep, right, Osama. I'll catch you with the unlucky number 13. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Speak to you then. That wasn't me. That was the dog. You say that all the time. It's you farting. I'm going to talk to St. Lucy about that. He's blaming the fart on dogs. That's her freaking dog. It barks every time. Every time I'm doing this. It doesn't, I don't hear a beep out of the bastard. As soon as I'm recording, he's here barking. Oh, how bad did we fuck up that hallelujah? <laughs> no, mate. That was awesome. All right. I'll chat to you episode 13.